This is a Monty Moment. I'm Johnny Montebano. Getting you ready for week five in the college football season after a thrilling, exciting, and for me, heartbreaking last Saturday in college football. But we have a lot to look back at. A possible interesting development in the 12-team college football playoff model, which starts next season. And some great matchups to look ahead to for this week, including four head-to-head top 25 matchups. But before we get to that, let's just go over quickly the uh, top 25 poll as we get you set for week number five. Obviously, Colorado falling out of the out of the rankings after their first loss, that uh, massive defeat at the, head, at the hands of Oregon, which unfortunately I fell for the trap and took Colorado plus the points in that one. But, you know, Dan Lanning's squad there just put a beat down on him. I don't know how much the loss of Travis Hunter uh, was a factor there for Colorado, just Oregon just too good. I mean, they've been running up the score on a lot of teams early on this season. And, you know, now Colorado will have a very cool test uh, coming up this Saturday at home, an early start time, 12 noon Eastern, a 10 a.m. Mountain time start there against USC. Uh, we're not going to pick that game, and I'll get to that in just a second, but I'm going to be interested to watch that game at home, see if Deion's boys can make it kind of interesting. I mean, they're, they're again, fetching a huge number in that one. I'll touch base on that in a second. That won't, be, that won't be one of our three picks, but I will bring up that game in just a moment. But we've got that. Oregon, uh, Ohio State did move up two spots to four after they did defeat Notre Dame in a heartbreaking way, 17 to 14 with one second left there on Saturday night. I got to tell you, though, you know what? Notre Dame squad, I mean, what Marcus Freeman's done here in his second year, you know, now that he's got a, a sound quarterback there, uh, in Sam Hartman. I mean, I know it's probably only going to be for one year, but Notre Dame hung with them. And I'll tell you what, I thought Notre Dame had a very, very good chance early on in this game, despite the fact they missed a field goal. Ryan Day squad's go, squad goes down there in the in late first half, and instead of getting three points, decides to go for it on fourth and short at the goal line and just a horrible play call. And I thought Notre Dame had a chance. And you know what? They hung in there throughout, but at the end of the day, just a heartbreaking way with only having 10 guys on the field there late and uh, Ryan Day's squad, uh, it survives and advances. And you know what? As far as Notre Dame goes, look, I mean, it, as far far them, you want to talk about them as a playoff team, yes, they still have a chance, but they need a lot to go their way now because, you know, now a one-loss team without a conference tournament uh, under their belt, and it's just – it's not looking quite favorable for them. Uh, so, down – Valiant effort, and you know what? Right there, you go right back at it this week. They got a huge game at Duke, which I know College Game Day is going to be there. And you know what? This is not going to be an easy matchup there against against Duke, who's got a great program there this year. Uh, you know, we'll we'll see. Uh, I I would give Notre Dame a slight advantage, but I'll tell you, I think that game's going to be really really close over there uh, on Saturday night. Uh, the other thing to look at here too, as we get you ready for Week Five, we all know that next year is the twelve team playoff in in college football and originally the the proposal was for six highest ranked conference champions plus the next six highest ranked teams which would be a model designed to reward the power five champions and the top group of five winner well now with the the pac-12 not going to be there in shambles and going to be pretty much gone next season you have aac conference commissioner mike arasco saying that they may have to uh think of something a five highest ranked team conference champions with the new 12 team playoff. He spoke to a small group of reporters following the first day of CFA meetings at the big 10 headquarters. Um, and he didn't talk about the future format, but likely to on Wednesday. And this, the current proposal, as I said, six highest ranked conference champions, plus the next six highest ranked teams. 
But now with the the Pac-12 being decimated, now they got a dis- multiple sources have indicated to ESPN that there is a strong preference to change the model to five plus seven, meaning the five highest ranked conference champions plus the next seven highest ranked teams. So that could give, you know, a second um, Big Ten, th- second or third Big Ten. Maybe it, it favors an independent school like a Notre Dame because Notre Dame in a 12-team playoff, you, you could talk about them this year. But that'll be something to watch here because originally this talk would, would have been with the Pac-12 champion, but obviously with no Pac-12 left. And you need eight schools really to be considered in that regard. And Pac-12 is not going to have that next season. So something to watch there is those meetings are going on um, in the in the Midwest. So we get you ready here for a very good slate of week five games. We have four matchups of top 25 teams. And we're going to pick three of those in our selections. We had a very good week last week. We went Four and one against the spread with Brody helping us out. And again, big thanks to Brody Sobera for jumping on last week. We'll have him on again later on this season as well. But we went four and one against the spread, which was does take us to 10 and seven on the season as we get you ready here for week number five in college football. And we're going to do something a little bit different also this, this week. We're actually going to pick a game that's happening on Friday and then two Saturday games. And the game that, and this one really jumped to my attention when I was trying to pick three for you this week. And that starts Friday night at nine Eastern. Uh, out west, a uh, Pac-12 matchup here between 10th-ranked Utah and 19th-ranked Oregon State. And the and the, the reason why this caught my attention is that Oregon State, the Beavers, are the three-and-a-half-point favorites. The first-ever meeting with both teams ranked. We've talked about this a lot with Utah this year. Cam Rising, you know, the quarterback coming back from injury last year. Uh, if he's back under center for the Utes, that changes everything. But I just don't think – it does not sound like he's going to be playing. It sounds like more we're going to see more of Nate Johnson, who's done all right. But if you want to talk about Utah winning their third consecutive Pac-12 title, you need Cam Rising back there. And even if he does come back and somehow play this game on Friday, we don't know how effective and how rusty he's going to be just because he's been out for so long. But this is such a tough call with this spread. And it's like, it's a game that really I should stay away from, but it's a game that I want to pick just because it's strange to see that the 10th ranked team, the higher ranked team is actually getting points. But I think a better play if I wanted to take a play in this game would be to take the under, but the Utes, the Utes defense has been the big story for them this year. You know, they wrecked shop against UCLA's front last week, collecting eight and a half tackles for loss, seven sacks. You had defensive end Jonas Ellis, being an absolute terror, racking up 10 tackles, five for loss, and three and a half sacks. I just don't see them though being able to do that against this Oregon State front. And we've seen enough of DJ Uyunglele, the transfer quarterback there, to know that he's not perfect. But he is a capable signal caller who can run this offense effectively. And he's got a big arm. He's got decent athleticism. He's a rushing threat. And he's got the advantage of playing one of, behind one of the best offensive fronts offensive lines in the nation so this is a line when you look at it that would be begging you to take utah especially with their defense but when you look at them coming into this one they could be without their top two qbs their top two running backs and their top tight end you know they've been able to scrape by this season but now hitting the road against a balanced oregon state team that is coming hungry off of its first loss last week That'll be playing in front of a wild environment at Rezor Stadium. And it's their first home game, which the students are back. I'm going with the Beavers in game number one. So I'm taking Oregon State 
minus the three and a half, because also this is a line that I think is begging you to take Utah. So more often than not, when that is the case, I go the other way. So give me Oregon State minus the three and a half, which you can say is an upset and not in game number one. That is on Friday night. On the Saturday slate, I was originally looking at the USC and Colorado game. Again, the the reason why is I'm very curious to see how USC is going to play in an early slot. Now, we know next year they're going to be playing in the Big Ten, so they'll have some very early games probably if they have to travel across the country. I'd be very curious to see if the schedule makers give them, try and give them an advantage and play those games later on in the day. But if they have to play a 12 noon Eastern kickoff in the middle or going out east, that'd be a 9 a.m. start there. This would be a 9 a.m. Pacific time start, 10 o'clock Mountain Time in Colorado. But I just don't think I'm going to do it. If I had to take a, num- a play in that game, I would take USC laying the points because – as much as we talk about USC, we in years past, we've talked about USC's defense being a problem. Well, their sack total this year, and with the amount of times that uh, Shador Sanders has been sacked there for Colorado, uh, I think USC is going to run big over them. I, I, I do, do expect Colorado to play better than it did last week. The fact that they're in their own building helps. The fact that it's an early start time and that USC has to travel, I think, helps. But I just think USC is also too, too good as well and doesn't take anything away from what Colorado's done this year. Look, I still think when you look at the end of the day, I think Colorado, you know, which came from a one lot, a one win team last year, to possibly being on pace to make a bowl game, this is still one of is the the story of the year in college football. And when we look back at 2023, I think right now they are a top three story in all of sports. That's how amazing Dion's crew has done. But I think they're going to be in for another reality check. But I'm just not comfortable picking that game. But what I am going to do at 3.30 p.m. Eastern on Saturday is I'm going to pick another top 25 matchup. This is 24th-ranked Kansas taking on the third-ranked Texas Longhorns. And, yes, this is a big number. Texas is favored by 16.5, a battle of undefeated teams. And the last time that Kansas went to Austin, they did shock everybody and upset Texas in a shootout. But this Longhorns team is is in a completely different position right now. They're one of the best defensive teams in the Big 12, We've seen quarterback Quinn Ewers produce on the big stage. Just look what he did in Alabama a couple of weeks ago. It's not saying that the Jayhawks and Jalen Daniels haven't done a good job this year, but I just don't being—I just don't see them being able to keep pace with this Texas team. The one thing I would worry about with the Longhorns in this matchup is possibly looking ahead to next week when they do meet Oklahoma in the last Big 12 edition of the Red River rivalry. But at the end of the day, this Texas squad is legit. It is for real. We will be talking about them in the college football playoff throughout the season. And I think they get the job here. And now this number's come up a half a point. I think it helps, too, if they do win by 17. So game number two, take the Longhorns minus the 16 and a half there in Austin. And game number three, looking at a team that's trying to bounce back, a team that has bounced back, and that is 13th-ranked LSU taking on 20th-ranked Old Miss. Old Miss coming off that loss to Bama. LSU, which has rebounded nicely since their opening week loss against Florida State. Little surprised about how low this line is, and it's another reason why I'm actually more comfortable in taking LSU in this one. And you know they've had their their, str- their share of struggles against Arkansas, but the offense for the for the Tigers has been explosive. You know, Ole Miss couldn't get anything going against Alabama offensively, and though LSU is a better matchup for them, I just don't trust this Rebels defense very very much. LSU is the deeper, more talented team, and another reason to doubt Ole Miss in this matchup. Their well-documented history against Nick Saban is followed by an equally as well-documented struggle against teams 
that almost have to play the week after they play the Tide. So give me the LSU, the Tigers, Brian Kelly squad to win, even by a field goal, is good enough. We'll take them in and cover. So we're going with three favorites here in this week. We'll take Oregon State minus three and a half against Utah on Friday. On Saturday, we'll take the Longhorns length 16 and a half against 24th ranked Kansas. And then Saturday evening, we'll take LSU minus two and a half at 20th ranked Old Miss. So some great top 25 games. Obviously, I'll also be paying attention to see if Alabama, can, who did have a big win last week, if they can keep it going. The big game also Saturday night, Notre Dame, 11th ranked Notre Dame against 17th ranked Duke there in North Carolina. You know, under the lights, we saw what Duke did against Clemson. I think this game is going to be very, very close. If I had to put a, a wager on that, I actually would take Duke plus five and a half. I think Notre Dame would win, but I think it's going to be very, very close. But we'll see what kind of how uh, Notre Dame bounces back after their first bit of adversity here in 23. But you've got some great matchups. And again, with the with how college football's looked this year, I mean, Florida State, I, I don't know. I, I like them a lot, but they, they did struggle a little bit against Clemson. The only time they led was at the very end there, and I think it also speaks to more how full, how much Clemson has fallen too. But I don't know if, if the way they're playing, if they're going to stay in the top four. So we've got a lot to look at here, even as we start to get ready to turn the calendar to, to October. Every week in college football, it means so much more. And, of course, we will keep you updated here because things are going to change week after week after week. And it's not only how you win. I mean, it's not only winning, but it's how you win that the committee looks at as well. So a lot to look at here as well. If you like all the college football, you'll definitely love the NFL. We'll be back tomorrow at 12 noon Eastern for week four of football Friday. And, you know, you think college football is unpredictable. Where We think we think it's Georgia and everybody else, but who knows? The NFL is totally unpredictable. So we'll talk a lot about that coming up on Friday. And, of course, we'll see you back here next week for more Monty Moments as well. For more, like us on Facebook and Twitter at GameOnETB, on Instagram at, underscore, at GameOnETB. You can follow me on Twitter or X, wherever you prefer, at Montalbano, at, um, Montalbano and Y, and also on Instagram as well. You can check us out at, ET, at YouTube.com slash ETB Network, where if you like our Monty Moments and all of our content, leave, leave us a like. If you're new, hit that subscribe button and make sure your notifications are all set so you know when all of our content will be out there. And you can also check us out at ETBpodcast.com. You can get great uh, content there from all of our contributors, including Brody Sorbera, who we had on last week, and we'll have him back on again in October. And if you can't watch us on YouTube, you can check us out on the go wherever you get your favorite podcast download, and you can catch us on the go. So enjoy the big college football Saturday. It's going to be another great one. I'll see you back here next week. This has been a Monty Moment, and I'm Johnny Montabano.